beautiful liars. Hi. It's your girl Malika. And it's me, Sharita. And we're Bag of Lies. We are. We're the podcast that explores identity and community through the lens of the harmless white lies we all tell. Keyword, harmless. <laughs> Very harmless. No family under couch, chairs, cushions, nothing. We only want those good, good, harmless, harmless lies. All right. So, Sharina, what do we have for the listeners this week? This week, we are talking to a professional hirer who deals with professional liarers. Oh, <laughs> no, bars. We- Thank you. Thank you. Just trying to keep up with you. So this week we are talking about work-related interview lies. Interviews are tense times. Occasionally uh, people, myself included, have definitely told a couple white lies in interviews to make ourselves sound better and look better to our potential employers. And we're going to talk about those with our friend Zach. What's up? Hey, Zach. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have you. Um, So for those of you who do not know Zach, Zach, Canfield is a Utah-born, Bay Area-based recruiter. The child of a therapist, Zach uses skills stolen from his mama to convince creatives from all over the world they should work at Gibby, Silverstein, and Partners. Zach's biggest claim to fame is his very, very, very cool earthquake cottage that looks suspiciously like a shed. <laughs> we, I, I met the two of you through um, interviewing. That's the first time I met both of you, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I wish it I had my, my lie detector kit with me. <laughs> uh, thankfully, I told no lies at my interview at GSMP. I actually interviewed Sharina too. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yes. That's that's when I first met you. You were interviewing me. Oh, oh look at us just meeting through interviews. Life is so interesting. <laughs> I hire people, but I'm also a matchmaker. Oh. oh. Hello. Wow. <laughs> Um, okay, so before we talk to Zach, let's get into our lie of the week. Malika, what did you lie about this week? Well, I'm currently, you know, still living in Mexico. And um, the other day I was on a nice long bike ride and this guy who looked, you know, kind of American, he was trying to catch my eye and um, he was trying to speak English to me. And um, I just, you know, told him I like, no English, no English. Cause I, one, I don't really want to, you know, make too many friends out in these streets. And then two, he just seemed a little like overly aggressive, but it was just the first time I ever had to lie about like speaking a language. And it just felt weird to like be this like fraud, but I just, I didn't want to engage. And it was just like an easy go-to to get out of this weird situation. <laughs> fair, 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 fair. So would you class this one as like a lie of avoidance maybe? Yes. An opportunity. I seize the opportunity. <laughs> to lie about not speaking English, but also avoided this person. Fair. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Win, win, win. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a cute one. I like it. So, Sharina, what did you lie about this week? Um, I did a teeny little baby lie earlier today. So, I don't know if this is something many of you know, but I don't really, I'm not much of a coffee drinker. I stopped drinking coffee maybe nearly 10 years ago now. Um, and earlier today, I just kind of decided I wanted to do something different. So, my partner and I were going to a coffee shop and he gets a coffee every day. And I was like, I think I will get a coffee too. And he was kind of like, oh, okay. I mean, like, I, I know it's been some time since you've drank coffee and I, 
I just lied about how long it had been. I think I said it had been five years, but it's it's probably been about closer to nine, which isn't that big of a difference. But to me, like the threshold was like anything over five years. That's like very close to a decade. And I was like, it's only been five years. It's not that long, um, but it's been quite a while and I'm super jittery now. So yeah, <laughs> that was my lie. I can feel your energy. You're like probably bouncing off the walls at your place. <laughs> I really am. (laughs) And it was hours ago and it like just hit. So I'm raring to record this podcast. Zach, what did you lie about this week? I'm embarrassed to say it, but I lied about the price of a TV I bought to my wife. (laughs) (laughs) What? I, I mean, it, it was only I lied about ten percent of the price difference. Uh, it was it was eight hundred seventy five bucks. I said it was eight hundred bucks. Uh, you know, just kind of like I felt like the threshold eight hundred bucks felt good. But once the taxes and everything got in there, I just kind of left that out. This is so interesting because most of the time you hear women saying that they they lie to their you know partners about how much they spend on the clothes and stuff. So it's it's funny to see it the other way around. That's true. <laughs> All right. So, Sharina, this has been a fun week. I feel like we got some goodies in the bag. Are you ready for, you know, some juicy lies? Always ready. Always ready. Um, Okay. So, the first item in our bag today is a drunk driver who lied about his girlfriend dying to avoid going to jail. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. Um, so we have Graham Nelson, who's 40, which by the way, that's a big old age to be lying like this. Um, but he was more than twice the drink driving limit when he was pulled over. Um, but he was let off because when they pulled him over, he burst into tears and told them that his girlfriend, um, Holly Carpenter had just died. And that is why he was acting irrationally. He made no mention of his girlfriend's condition at the time, but he told the court that his girlfriend had called him saying she couldn't breathe and he couldn't get a taxi. And that's why he drove to her house. And um, they believed him. So they let him off. But later on down the line, they actually found that to be untrue when they knocked on his door and his girlfriend answered the door. Ooh, yikes. I don't want this in my bag. Yeah. Yeah. Do Do you think his girlfriend dumped him <laughs> off the back of that i hope so <laughs> that's a dumpable offense oh no absolutely uh, this is problematic and not okay i am mm. not into this at all not cute we do not love you do not pass go get out the bag i just i don't i feel like there are acceptable lies that you tell when you're like trying to avoid a ticket but if like you're a drunk driver just like accept you know, (laughs) that you were driving drunk and like accept the punishment. I've definitely like gotten pulled over before and like blasted like um, Christian music real loud and was like, hello, officer, how can I help you? (laughs) You know, and was like, I'm on my way to church. And I have never thought about that or heard about that. But that actually sounds extremely clever. Yeah. But, you know, I wasn't on my way to church. I mean, thankfully, I had my aunts like, you know, Jesus music in the car, but like, I'm not going to lie about someone dying to get out of a ticket. I mean, Zach, what would you do? Well, your, your, your gospel stories, like I can relate to it because I used to have these back in the day, I'm an old man. So I had checks and I had the bank put, I love Jesus on the top of my checks. I'm atheist, (laughs) but I put, I I love Jesus on the top of my checks. No one ever ID'd me. (laughs) 
swear to God. I swear to God. People would see those checks and they'd be like, can I see your – oh, no, we're good. All right. You take care. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> wow. I am learning so – wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm learning a lot here, friends. Yeah, trust in the Lord and he will see you through, girl. That's that's pretty yeah. what the the message is today. Sex, sex, sex. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Graham Nelson, you're out of our bag. You're trifling. Don't tell lies that put people's lives in danger. We do not love that. No. <laughs> okay. Um, What's up yeah. next in the bag? <laughs> So our next in the bag item is that Prince William reportedly kept a COVID diagnosis a secret. Ah. I know. So this is hot off the press, but apparently Prince William, who I'm sure as many of you know, is second in line to the British throne, actually tested positive for coronavirus all the way back in April. Um, But he kept his results a secret, according to the palace sources who spoke to the BBC. And so at the time after he tested positive, he obviously quarantined with his family. He was being um, taken care of by palace doctors. He even did a few remote appearances um, and never let on that he had coronavirus. You know what? I'm not mad about this. So much of their life is like public. And if he Mm -hmm. quarantined in a safe way, like, I think it's fine. But didn't they like announce that his like father had it? I feel like that's kind of interesting. Yeah. 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 Prince Charles had it. Yeah. Prince Charles Mm. had it. A few people in the palace had it. I know Boris Johnson had it as well. And all of those were pretty publicly uh, chronicled, but he decided to keep his a secret. I'm not mad at it. I mean, do you, Prince William? Like you go to the bathroom and everyone knows about it. So, you know, if you got to keep certain things like this secret, like, and you're not hurting nobody and you quarantine safely, like, yeah. But if you had like a bunch of like speaking events and other stuff that I'd be like, okay, that's problematic. You got to disclose that. Like you can't be out in these streets. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. It can stay in my bag. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I'm I'm with you. I, I don't think it's that harmful because like he took the necessary precautions, but it, it is his body and his illness. And so like, if he didn't want to tell anyone, fair enough. Yeah. I feel like People should disclose um, if they had coronavirus or, you know, if they currently have it when it's like at the detriment to others. But like, I know that a lot of people are facing some stigma if they get, you know, the Rona. So it's a it's a tricky time. I, I feel like a lot of people aren't like, you know, at the ready to admit that they got, you know, coronavirus. So I I'm OK with this only because it happened back in April. He's recovered and he was quarantining like safely. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm in agreement. To use the British expression is a bit of a sticky wicket, but I, I'm, I'm not mad at this. <laughs> so last item we have in our bag is an article that was recently published on a website called lifehacker.com. And it's an article for job seekers suggesting that if you are looking for a job, it may or may not be a bad idea to lie about your GPA on your resume. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, this article kind of goes into a lot of detail about basically like the reasons why it's okay to lie on your resume. And the bottom line is basically because no one will check. Well, you know what? We've got Zach on. Zach, is this true? Is anyone checking? (laughs) 
I mean, GPAs, for the most part, no. I mean, I, I don't know anyone who checks for GPAs. I guess if there's, I'm sure there's professions, like very specialized professions. But I mean, it's, I think, I mean, in our profession, putting a GPA on a resume is almost bizarre. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's true. And I wouldn't recommend lying about your GPA because I feel like people are going to find out, not necessarily through the resume, but like just your performance, you know, like, like make it a couple points different. I don't know. It seems, it seems like people quickly catch on to that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right, if, so. yeah. If you know you're a 2.0 student and you out here telling people you're a 4.0 student, yeah. you're going to find out. <laughs> right. And, 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 you know, if, to go from two to 2.5, like who cares? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, right. Okay. Well, I guess it's okay to lie about this. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Within reason. <laughs> but see, that's what our episode is about today. What lies, you know, cross the boundaries when it comes to like lying or embellishing your resume or your background or your story to get a job? Outright lying um, definitely is not something that I, I I would hope people do. Um, paltering. I don't know if do you, do you, do you know what paltering is? Paltering is so. very common. It's kind of like an active form of deception that is taking kind of like a half truth and then turning it into um, in, into like a full truth. So in advertising, for example, it's it's quite common that someone will say that they worked on a campaign. They'll make it act as if they, it was their campaign, which is, you know, they technically worked on it, but how much did they do on it is, the, is where the deception comes in. So I think, you know, people like to take credit for things that they worked on. It's just whether or not they actually kind of were like really doing it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, we found a stat that apparently 81% of people are lying on their resumes slash in the interview process. Do you think that lying during recruiting is as common as that, like in your experience? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a lot of places for deception. You know, there's a lot, you know, from from your GPA, as, as, as you just mentioned, to colleges, to, um, you know, how long you were at a job, why you left the job, what your role was at the job. So there's a lot of places in there where, where like people can embellish a little bit and, you know, full on lying, like, you know, it's very rare that I'll catch someone in like a, just like a, you know, they say they went to a school that they didn't go to, like something that bold. But yeah. you could definitely catch someone saying, I went to Harvard and you're like, oh, great. You know, like, tell me about your graduation. And they're like, well, actually, I was only there for a year. You know, <laughs> like so, you know, pe people, people will, people will definitely put stuff on there to lead you to believe things. Um, and then when you talk to them about it, a lot of times they'll they'll kind of walk it back a little bit. Have you ever caught anyone in like a really wild like lie during the the interview process? Do you have any good like lie stories for us? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna it. I'm gonna tell you a story that I love that I haven't told many people and. It's a, it's really a story. It's a story of deception, which I you know I I don't know what what your what the definitions of lies are, but I, I see it as deception. And um, so I'm going to protect some identities here because this is a pretty epic story, <laughs> and uh, I want to make sure that you know um, that no one ever sniffs out who this is. So so it's it was a team. This is about 15 years ago, by the way. So it's a really long time ago. So that's why I feel comfortable talking about it. Probably about 15 years ago. They're not from the United States. 
and the flight here was a good 10 hours. So they're, they're far away. They're a, they were a creative director team at the time. And um, so they were interviewing. And normally the interview process, what happens is people come in. We all do our own like investigation and meeting and everything. And then the candidates leave. And then we talk behind their backs. You know, we, yeah. we talk behind their backs and we make a decision. We, do we like them? Do, do we not? Why do we like them? You know, we, we, we talk about it. In this example, this team has just met with Rich Silverstein. And Rich Silverstein, who's who runs our company is instantly in love with them and and says we're gonna hire you you're hired um it's 6 p.m it's like the end of the day and he's like come back tomorrow morning before your flight home and we'll have all the details figured out so so these guys are stoked you know they're so happy they've just they've just flown this long trek to their dream agency and they and the the owner of the company says you know, you're hired, come back tomorrow, we'll give you all the details. So I, everyone leaves and I go out, I, I'm, I'm single at the time. So I go out to a bar that night on a date and I'm at this bar hanging out and there's this huge commotion outside. And I look outside and it's those two guys that we, that we had, um, that we've made an offer to. Ooh. And they're outside in a white limo. Oh. Um, one of them is bleeding profusely out of his face. What? Like eyes, mouth, nose, like blood everywhere. <laughs> and they are shit-faced. Like they are next level. They are not on this planet anymore. And the second I see them, I, I'm in my head, I'm like, I don't want to have any sort of interaction with them because I don't personally care about your personal life. You know, like you want to go out and party in a white limo. That is not my style, but I'm not here to judge. Like everyone's got their own personal lives and that's cool. So I go back in the bar. I'm hoping they don't come into our bar. A couple minutes later, they come into the bar and it is a scene. They are, they are, they, they're just next level wasted. They see me they immediately run over to me they're so excited to see me which is crazy in the condition they're in they immediately proceed to start hitting on the girl i'm on like aggressively in a really like gross gropey fashion to which i i have to butt in and be like hey please stop stop oh <laughs> you're gosh. making this person incredibly uncomfortable oh my gosh um I, I then say, you know, the elephant in the room, I go, hey, man, you have a lot of blood all over your face. Are you okay? And he says, oh, well, as soon as you guys hired us, we were so happy that we, we, we hired a limo to drive us around all night. And we want cocaine um, because we want to celebrate. So we so we – we're driving around in the white limo and we're just sticking our head out asking people where to get cocaine and someone tells us the tenderloin. <laughs> oh my god. Well, if you don't live in San Francisco and you don't know the tenderloin, uh, the tenderloin is not a neighborhood to play around in. Like it is definitely like it's a neighborhood that you want to be like aware of what you're doing and you don't want to be driving around flashing in a white limo. And they drive around the tenderloin asking people for cocaine and which someone happily obliges and takes them upstairs into a house house where a bunch of guys beat the shit out of them um rob them and then uh and then they decide to go out and keep partying and um eventually they get kicked out of the bar we're in by the bartenders and so okay so this puts me in a wild kind of a predicament which is you know your personal life is is your personal life but but um the, the choices that they made of, of basically there was one person in the entire city of San Francisco they, that they should not have shown this behavior to. And it was me. It's literally me. The city of a million people. I'm the only person that should not have seen this, right? And then when they see me, they don't think, hey, you know what? We should probably get out of here. Instead, they're all over me trying to hang out. And, um, 
and 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 so all over go- your date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know the choices, and then and then they decide to tell me, you know, if you want to do cocaine or whatever in your personal life, it's not my business. But then to then before you have the offer in your hand, you're now telling me that you just got robbed trying to buy cocaine in a white limo. You know, it's like it's a bunch of it's a bunch of deception, in my opinion, based on what they presented to me in our meeting earlier in the day. And as CDs, they're going to be running huge clients, tons of. I mean, they are the client conduit mm-hmm. for the agency, mm-hmm. um, where jobs are on the line because they are they're going to be on productions. Um, you know, they're going to be out with these clients all the time. And how they presented themselves in this meeting with their client handling skills was much different than the people that I saw. So, anyways, so the next morning. Morning, 9 a.m. I called meeting with all the partners where I tell them what happened. <laughs> They're immediately like, under no circumstance are we hiring this team anymore. <laughs> so, so can you imagine? You know the walk of shame. Yes. That doesn't feel good. Imagine the 12 hour flight of shame home. Oh gosh. You called all your friends and family. We're moving to America. We got our dream job. And then and then you got to get on that plane home and say, well, actually. <laughs> so that to me was like my favorite story of deception that i've that i've experienced um in in my role and you know obviously i can definitely think of many others that are much smaller and and more common things would be saying they work somewhere that they didn't um you know i used to work at wyden and occasionally i'll see wyden on a resume and and the first thing i do is i call my my friends at wyden and i say hey you know i'm so you know i'm super curious about this person what was your experience with them and on occasion that person never worked here you know so 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 um, yeah so you know it's it's not it's not i I think people are smart enough to not go really big on their lies um they tend to be more exaggerating about like you know maybe they they add a couple months so it looks like they did three full years at an agency versus two and a half years or you know you know things like that but but to full on lie about um you know an education or um um where people worked it's not it's not um it's not as common but it you know it 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 absolutely happens and and i would just tell people you're gonna get caught on those things more often than not i'm I'm gonna find out what's like the i want to say like the laziest lie but like what's like the worstly told lie because your uh white limo story is definitely like an epic big like they 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 tried to pull one off on you and then there was all this stuff lying behind. Mm. But like what was like a, a very shakily bad told lie that was immediately like, boop, gotcha. The lazy lies, like the lazy lies are um, are ones where people omit, they leave out information. Mm. You know, an, in, a, an interview is to, to, is to find out. It's, an, it's a little bit of an inspection, you know. It's, it's, we're, we're, there to, we're there to dig. And so when people are clearly trying to leave out details, um, that's when you, that's where you, that's where you focus. And so, um, you know, uh, very vague things about, you know, how things were made or, um, what their involvement was, um, that type of stuff. So, you know, when people want to lie, I think they, need, they <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't be advising people on how to lie, but you should really <laughs> spend a lot of time, like thinking the thing through and having it all figured out. And, um, I think when people just try to leave out information, you know, I'm there to gather information. So it, it's going to be hard. You, you need to have answers for the questions I'm going to have. And if you're kind of dodging it, it's going to put me on the scent more. Mm, he's on to you. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I hope I'm not painting like a crazy picture in general. No, I love it. You know, yeah, it's, okay. it's a fun, you know, generally it's a fun conversation and I'm there for a lot of reasons other than a fun conversation, but I, I try to present as, as a fun conversation, but I'm, but I'm definitely poking around trying to make sure I feel good about the information I'm getting. Maybe I would be good at recruiting people. Cause I'm like low key nosy and I love like, <laughs> what do you, t- you would be absolutely, you and I went to New York together oh, and did. did that recruiting thing and you'd be great at it. Yeah. I love being nosy and like digging yeah. into like what people are doing in their whole life story. The trick is to anyone who ever needs to interview, the trick is let the person talk. It, we want to butt in and we want to ask questions and like lead people. A good interview is probably 80% that person talking mm-hmm. and you just listening. And actually that's where you start to figure out like if they're bullshitting you or not, because <laughs> that means they're talking a lot. And in that talking, you, you know, you're kind of like listening, listening to make sure that things are adding up and consistent and things are all making sense. <laughs> Have you ever busted, well, not busted necessarily, but like sniffed something out, found out they're lying and like someone had like a reaction to it? Like what what do you do if you find out that someone has been lying? So for example, they like didn't work at Wyden and they said that they did. Like how do you how do you react? How do they react? Like I'll I'll give you another story that um, again, I need to, it's very, it's a, I can't give much specifics but um, we fired someone who should have been fired and it was um oh, i caught i caught someone in a lie when we spoke to this person they you know they're naturally denying everything and i was like okay that's fine um so we actually hired a third party investigator um and like we i mean we we got like i got macgyver on this you know like we this was something where i was like i'm not letting it up and and as i mentioned before like if i'm on to a scent i'm not gonna stop till i feel like until i feel good about it and on this i did not feel good about it and i also felt like my resources were limited so i hired someone to do a proper investigation a third party and it was 100 percent accurate that this person lied there was not there was not a 0.001 percent chance you know we had all we had shit lined up you know you had receipts. and uh, yeah and so at that point i'm thinking oh this is great like i mean clearly when i when, when i talk to this person again they're they're gonna they're gonna be like you're right <laughs> and it was like we sat this person down told them everything had this pro- like crazy investigation and he was like you guys are still wrong and, and went absolutely crazy and i just could not believe it and in general i find that um good people tend to own up to it quickly and and they're always kind of afraid of being busted and they're afraid of being seen as as seen as um an imposter you know and so a lot of people will just immediately be like you're right i'm so sorry i screwed up and i'm you know and then there's just a small percentage of, of, of people who just will never own up to it. And, and it's, it's quite sad. Mm. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. I had, like, literally, like, the Supreme Court level evidence on this, <laughs> on this person. <laughs> I mean, it was next level. I mean, it, was, it couldn't have been, you know, and, and, and just that person staring at me going, it wasn't me. And I'm like, dude, you are. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. Get the hell out of here. I love that you went to the length of getting a private investigator. Like, that's I know, so right? good. 
a good recruiter or you know a good HR person, if there's something serious, if they feel like something is serious, that they're going to investigate. And and for me, you know, I'm I'm like I'm an anxious person, so I'm not going to be able to sleep until I feel like I have made a, the decision as a, a, a well of an informed decision as possible. You know, so I think I'm I, I just for my own sanity, I, I'm going to keep going until I feel like uh, until I feel like uh, my mind is at ease. See, I'm the same way too. Cause like, if I feel like somebody's out here, like just wilding, like I'm going to use the power of the internet <laughs> to find out everything I need to know. Like I told Sharina the other day that me and her low key should work for the FBI. Cause when we are on a mission, we will get all the, all the we sniff it all out. So I, I love this. I feel inspired to snoop even more now. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're an asshole, <laughs> And you're interviewing. <laughs> you better damn well go through all of your social media and everywhere you've been, and hide that stuff because I will find it. And and I, you know, all recruiters I know, the, the we we immediately go to people's social media now. Mm. Um, and, and I don't mean just Facebook and, and Instagram. Like I, I mean, I've not hired candidates. I've I've been ready to to hire someone who I was so excited about and we were just about to pull the trigger and I went deep just digging around on him and I found all these posts of him and boy was he an asshole so I called him out on it and I said hey I was really excited to hire you but I have to tell you I saw the way you spoke to people um, in these forums and I don't that's not you know we don't talk to each other like that in this company and and, and I wouldn't want to hire anyone who speaks like that um, on the internet and so um so if you're an asshole and you're looking for a job, I really recommend you 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 go hard and clean your, your social media because people will people will be looking at it. Well, Zach, it's been so great having you on the podcast. We we've, we've enjoyed all of your stories that you've shared Thanks with us for today. Me. That was great being here. Thank you so much. Y'all make sure to follow all of our truths on the socials. We are on Instagram at bag of lies underscore podcast, and we're on Twitter at bag of lies. Thank you, Zach, for being uh, on our pod. It was a good time. Thank you so much for having me. Bag of Lies is produced by the spicy Rachel Diaz with creative oversight from B.O.B. Bob Cohen. Our theme music is produced by my girl, Mad Lee. Big ups. All opinions and foolish comments expressed here are by no means a reflection of our employers, friends, family, or our upbringing. Or our sanity. Bye, guys. Bye.